0: Hello, and welcome back to Inspiring Hope. I am your host, Tracy Williams, and your coach, here to inspire and ignite your fire. So get ready. You're going to be joining me for a portion of our self-care Saturday show with Angela Sof, music artist and mom and wife. So get ready, sit back and relax. Yes. So we got Miss Two Time Award winner here that's gonna be recording her her next album in um Nashville, Tennessee. Woohoo! I love Tennessee. I got so much family there. So Oh yeah? Yes.
1: I've never actually been. This will be my first time. I'm so excited.
0: Oh man, look, you gotta do the shopping. <laughs> the- <laughs> shopping. That's not what most people say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's been a long time since we've been there, but it was we had so much fun there. And it's just it's its just a nice place to be. Yeah. Part of that, may be because I have relatives there, too. But I got relatives in all kind of all, all parts of Tennessee. So, again, if you guys are joining if you're watching the replay, put it in the box. Hashtag replay. We're going to have a good time this morning. I want you to just sit back, relax after you hit that share button and share this as a watch party because you never know how people are feeling. It's raining outside here in Kansas City. It's kind of gloomy day, but I'm enjoying it because I was up late last night. I'm telling you what, I was on a natural high after I got through listening to all the poets out there that were doing their thing. So I got to give a shout out to some of them. Hoping I'm gonna leave yeah. anybody out. But Lewis Moulton was on the line. That was awesome. Wanda Booth was on the line doing her thing. Ramonda Hicks, she was doing her thing. There's a girl named Robin Wright. She was like putting it down as well. Um, who else? Sherman, who else was it? They was oh, it was so good. Uh Ramsey was on here. And uh what I wanna say like what's the called? The Scent one was on here. Yeah, I got those muscles. It was was just off the chain. If you guys missed it, let me tell you, you better get in here next time. Get in when you fit in. (laughs) And don't wait till the last minute. We almost got to have Miss Sophie with us, but she was like traveling back and forth doing her thing, you guys. So you get her this morning. And so I love our topic this morning. It's going to be about poetry and it's going to be about songs and songwriting. You know what? That's the language of love to me. That brings everybody together. It's a it's a language that goes across, you know, everything that you can think of, whether it's uh, your age difference or your race. I mean, everything, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you definitely would know because you have quite a history of living in all types of places and great backgrounds and stuff like that, right? Yeah,
1: I mean. I don't know, it feels very normal to me, but when I explain it, it's like it sounds like I'm a gypsy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, you guys don't know, but I want uh, Angelus to just tell us a little bit about her story, you know, where she's from, all the places that she's lived, before we even jump into the whole thing about poetry, so y'all can know what we're kind of laughing about. So go okay. ahead.
1: Well, I'm happy to. Thank you so much for having me here. It's I'm in Washington State right now, and it's about 8.30 in the morning. And normally that doesn't feel early, but we stayed mm-hmm. up late last night doing a a jam session. Oh, right. <laughs> and so that. everyone's still asleep. I might have mm-hmm. kids walking in here. But um, yeah, so my um, my name is Angela Sof and I'm an Americana artist, and I also... Um, do different, I do different types of music, but I was trained classically on the piano. And then I started playing folk music in college and it kind of just grew from there. And I started songwriting, but I grew up um, in Asia. My dad is American and my mom was born and raised in Argentina. And so I grew up in a multilingual home and I also went to an international school in the Philippines So I lived there until I went to college and then uh, I came to the States, you know, to live sort of for the first time when I was 18 and that was a culture shock for me. And then um, I ended up spending some time in Brazil as well. I was a missionary for the church that I was in at the time and so I lived in Brazil for two years and... um, and I, you know, I've spent I spent um, a little bit of time living in Spain as well. So I've been around <laughs> a bit. Um, I currently, like I said, I live in the northwest now, and uh, we've kind of stopped moving around because we have three little kids. And um, so, yeah, I'm doing the musician mom thing,
2: <laughs>
0: and I love it. It's really great. How exciting! Well, I'm so thrilled that you are here with us today. Uh, so I wanted to start off by asking you, how did you get into poetry? What made you discover poetry and how did that make you feel? Well, poetry is something that
1: I learned to love as a very young girl. My grandfather has always been very into poetry. In fact, I'm part of a poetry club. So once a month, someone in my family, I have a very large uh, Mormon family and like more than a 100 cousins and um and so my grandfather has this poetry club and someone submits a poem every month and you know he wants us to commit it to memory because that's Mm -hmm. what you do when you learn a poem but when i was younger i did that more i Memorize. Now I just don't have the brain space for it. I memorize lyrics. (laughs) So, um, but I love poems. I feel like they are so, um, well, you know, they're, they're the foundation of a lot of music, but, um, it's an art form that's able to convey different types of emotions and maybe a deeper level of connection when, when we share poetry. So, um, but I, I use poetry all the time daily in my work.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that because to me, poetry is a, a great thing to do for self-help or some self-love. Like you said, it really touches those deep emotions, you know, when you're going through something, and especially for a lot of our listeners today. Uh, we know, got a lot of people that are Christian, you know, or spiritually based. And so I know that is a great thing when we start meditating and we just listen pull out that pencil and paper. And, you know, just to um, put it out there, like poetry doesn't always have to rhyme. Sometimes people think it always has to rhyme, but like, that is not the case. We got the whole book of Psalms and all of that doesn't rhyme, but it's very healing. And a lot of it is poetry, right? Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's prose, you know, it's, it's yes. free form writing. And I think there's so much space for that. You know, even if it's journaling, it's, it's still an expression of what's inside of you. And if it's, if it is descriptive, I feel like that's poetic
0: yeah that's good i'm glad that you explained prose to us that's awesome right yes. <laughs> when i first advertised poetry mike not people were like what's p-r-o-s-e like do you pronounce it pro se or prose or what yeah so so that's awesome we're learning new things that's why it's great to share this so people can learn new things open up you know their mind to different avenues of doing things and, and learning different modalities to heal themselves right mm-hmm. so Let's just, let's get it to it. I mean, I'm a little excited. Y'all know I get excited, ready for like the end. I'll be thinking about the end before the beginning even starts. So <laughs> tell us where there's some things in your life that you begin, to, you know, that, um, that really got you to doing your songs.
1: Yes. Yeah. So there's a whole uh, backstory and I feel like, you know, everyone has that, that journey, that story that um, kind of brought them to where they are. And for me, um, I I played music for quite a while, you know, in college. And then um, it wasn't until my family's waking up. (laughs) Um, It was when I actually went through sort of a a faith crisis. I would call it a crisis of faith where I really began to examine uh, myself and what I was doing and why I believe the things that I did. And I felt like I was, you know, a square peg and around in a round hole. And I just things weren't fitting. And really, it was um, when I hit, I felt like I hit this very low space. For me, it was about seven years ago, when I had to disconnect myself from the faith of my childhood. And it was a really difficult decision and extremely isolating. You know, I, I felt like I had, like, pulled like my, my soul out from inside of me and um, asking those really difficult questions, you know, like what's the point of <clears throat> living and what is the, why am I doing the life that I'm doing? Why am I, why am I married? Why do I have kids? Why am I doing everything that I'm doing? And music really helped me. It was at that time that I had a little kid, I had two young kids and then a new baby and it was during that time that I started playing again. I started playing more because I had stopped playing while I was raising my little children. And so I picked up my guitar and I started playing piano again and I started writing a lot more. And um, that was so healing for me to have a habit of of creating music, of writing. And I, would, I would write, I mean, speaking of poetry, I would write all the time, just, you know, getting it all out, how I was feeling. And then bringing that to the piano and and making music out of it was like another layer. And I think we talked about this, but this idea of writing something is so therapeutic because once you, at least for me, once I can get it outside of me, then it's in a song and I no longer have to own it. I no longer have to carry that around with me. It's something Ooh. that I can share and I can show to someone else and say, Hey, have you felt this way too? And turns out everyone has. And so I yeah. have this shared experience and it's no longer like a burden that I'm silently carrying
0: around with me. Right.
1: So, yeah. And it was from that experience, that time frame. Hold
0: that on. I- hold on. I'm about to explode over here. Y'all like, i I love what you're saying. And oh my God, you are teaching so, so much. That is like, we can't keep that stuff inside. It's so much good to get out of us. I love that you said that. And I love, look, grab this habit, y'all. She said habit. Not something that she just did every once in a while. Not something she just did when she felt bad or when times were bad. But she had a lot of stuff going on. Two little Now y'all know it's enough to have one kid running around, then have two kids, and then you're pregnant too. Like that's a lot. So I just commend you for what you what you did and how you followed through and you made it a habit and you saw that it worked and you kept working it. So working girl. Okay, go ahead. I mean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I didn't know, you know, this is another thing is you don't realize in the moment of your pain,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like what, what your, um, you know, your method of dealing with it, like how that's going to affect you down the road. And I had no idea that you know, the songs that I was writing and like, I just felt like it was this garbage coming out of me that that would eventually become an album that other people would listen to and they would, they would feel heard and understood and it would help with their own healing. Like I never had those plans in mind at all. It was just like getting things out. And one of the songs that I wrote one night was called rocks and it's about how we judge each other you know, human beings like to throw rocks and it's, you know, biblically based that, that idea. And, um, it just resonated with so many people and it's, you know, been featured on different podcasts and won awards. And I, I don't feel like it was something that I necessarily created. I almost feel like I just, I just channeled it or it, it was a song out there that came through me and it's been, um, really amazing to see the fruits of positivity that came from so much darkness. So I would encourage people, you know, if you're going through a hard time to express that in an artistic way, whether it's painting or or writing a short story or whatever it is, that creation is going to be like a beacon of beauty for someone else to hold on to in their darkest time.
0: Yeah. I love that. Wow. So can you I I went and looked you up on YouTube, of course, and listened to some stuff. I love some things. When you and I first talked and you said something about Americana, something I was like, that reminded me of Dolly Parton. And you were like, okay, so kind of not Dolly. (laughs) Dolly Parton. Yeah. (laughs) Which is one of my favorites. Yeah. So before we leave today, we're definitely, you know, want to get from you, you know, like a little sample of your music and tell us what else do you have coming up, Ms. Angela, besides you know, uh, December?
1: So, yeah, it's so it's so crazy. Everything has been flipped upside down with COVID and I was supposed to be touring this whole summer. So um, instead, I'm doing um, a lot of things like this and live streaming and I am doing like small group shows that are socially distanced. Um, but I'm very much um, involved in, in talking to people about using music at this time when people are so isolated to, uh, to connect. And um, I actually started a, sorry, I started a, um, a TV show it's called Andy TV and I interview one person a month about whatever it is they're doing in their life to create more connection versus disconnection. So, you know, I interviewed a, a a guy in New York who's um singing, he's American but he's singing Arab music and kind of covering their like that that genre of music which I don't think has been done before and it's really bridging gaps and Helping, like, I'm featuring people who are, who are helping bridge gaps and help create more understanding and cross cultures so that we can understand each other better because I'm pretty passionate about this idea that we're all, we're all brothers and sisters. We're extremely connected and that we can, through understanding each other better, we can prevent a lot of the pain that we go through. So anyway. So that's what I'm doing right now and playing music and
0: getting ready for my album. So I'm excited. awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm just so excited that you're, you, you know, you are still, even during the, the pandemic or COVID-19, you're still moving forward. You're not letting this dis- distract you or bring you down. You know, there's still something else to be done. So I, I love that about you. Now, For all our parents that are listening and all the grandparents, because we do have some grandparents that are raising their grandkids. And I want you to just talk to us a little bit about did you ever do a song or what came out of the song that you created when you first uh, realized, okay, so I'm, I'm raising two kids. I'm pregnant. I got a lot going on. I'm not feeling really good about myself. What kind of song did you create out of that that would encourage them today?
1: That's a really good question. I have to be honest that a lot of the music that came from that hard time was really negative. (laughs) And I think that's okay. I think it's good to acknowledge that not everything pretty is going to come out. Like, There's going to be a lot of anger and frustration when you're going through something hard and you want to complain. So I complained in my songs a lot, Um, but it's now, in fact, it's in this new album that I'm doing that I feel that that layer of pain was like peeled away, and and what's underneath is like really what's inside. And so I've written I've written songs for my kids. I've written songs um, about you know our world and what kind of world we want to make. And I've done a lot of thinking about that and the kind of the kind of planet we want to leave for our children and for the next generation. And, um, I wrote a song that's, um, based on my, when I was a kid, you know, I grew up around bamboo trees everywhere. And it turns out that bamboo is one of the strongest trees and it has Mm -hmm. many, many uses, but the, the interesting thing about bamboo is that it grows under the ground for a long time. And then almost like overnight within a few weeks, it just shoots straight up. And I wrote this song for my kids um, called Bamboo Child. And it's about how, you know, sometimes we, what we want as parents or, you know, teachers or grandparents is for everything to be perfect for these kids Mm -hmm. and create these perfect environments. And we want to shelter them and keep them safe. But really so much of what happens is, is, is underground. You know, they're, they're becoming who they will be. And we can't see it yet. And we just have to like nurture the ground and wait for them to blossom and bloom and they will. And I, I think that too much intervention and, and coddling or, or worrying is not gonna make it better. It's just it's just gonna cause stress to the plant, you know? That's if you're right. with the soil all the time, but if you just let them and create a, a good environment for them as much as possible, And and then let them grow. Each human being is magnificent
0: and capable of so much. So um, That's beautiful. That's beautiful because you really just explain how we got to do better with patience and trusting, you know, trusting that we're doing the right thing. We're doing the best that we can do. And sometimes our expectations are a little bit higher than they should be. But Mm -hmm. that is awesome. I love how you did that. So what are you going to what song are you going to be sharing with us today?
1: So um, I'm gonna share a song that I wrote um, during this pandemic and it's a song that uh, I feel like when I was at kind of a, like right when school got shut down, (laughs) I realized (laughs) I was gonna be home with my kids and I was like, oh, how's this gonna go? And um, it just, you know, it felt like everything was ending. You know, yeah. like, oh, no, is this like World War Three? You know, this this sort of impending doom feeling. And, um, and I went into, like, the hillside with um, my husband. And I just had this, like, really peaceful feeling of, like, it's all going to be okay because we have each other. Yes. We have shared beliefs, we have shared values, and we're doing our best. And so I wrote this song called The End of the World. And it's basically about how it doesn't really matter what, what chaos is going on out there, that if we are together and united and if we have each other, then it's okay.
0: I love it. That sounds beautiful. And I love how all the things that uh, you talked about before, it reminds me of how, you know, when things seem like they're bad or they're at their worst, then it has a way of just turning all the way around you know, making it beautiful. So that's great. Yeah.
1: It's the ashes, right? That, like,
0: I, I was just thinking of that verse. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He like, it turns, it turns them into beauty. Yes. Right.
1: Well, I just learned this thing. I was driving from Utah back to Washington and I was listening to this. Um, I don't know if it was a podcast or whatever, but um, they were talking about how the redwood forests. Um, For 70 years, they tried during, you know, this conservation era, they prevented all wildfires. So no fires were allowed in order to promote growth of the the new growth of the trees.
0: And it
2: turns
1: out that during that time, 70 years, there was not a a new, a single new redwood tree grew. Mm. And what they found out was that in order for redwood trees to grow like new saplings. The, there needs to be a fire and the pine cone will disintegrate in the fire and it spreads the seeds and that's what opens the germination for new trees to grow. And I was thinking how profound that is. I was just speaking to one of our, our chamber of commerce this week about this concept that like that, that fire, that challenge, like whatever it is that we're going through right now is what's going to start the new growth and that's what's going to make you so much stronger, yeah.
2: right?
1: So yeah. Instead of like running from away from hardship, like seeing it as like, wow, like what can I learn and how can I grow from this, and seeing it as part of the the adventure, you know, of life.
0: Yes, I love that. Okay, well, I think we're ready. Ready? Yes. So if you haven't shared yet, go ahead and share this right now because some this I know it's going to make somebody feel good. So please make sure you share this as a watch party because, um, you know, a lot of people are home and they're alone. They're by themselves. They live by themselves. They, they don't have someone else like you and maybe they don't even have friends yet. So we definitely want you to be able to share this. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. Kathy says only the strong survive, right? That's right.
1: And we're all so much stronger than we give ourselves credit for, you know? I think right. that's one thing I learned is we survive out of necessity, and, but we can do it, you know? Yes, we can. There's always hope. <laughs> all right, so here's this song. Um, and also, I forgot to mention, you can find me, um, I'm Angela Sof Music. And that's just all one word. I'm on Instagram and Facebook under that handle. And I have a website, AngelaSoph.com. Or Sophie, you can say Sophie too, either way. Mm -hmm. I know I'm always messing it up. (laughs) Okay. I go by both. It's fine. All right, here we go.
2: Next to me, take the back road mm-hmm. my mind goes. There are places that I may never see, but I can love you like it's all. There are places I may never see, but I can love you like it's all over. Don't really mind if you're next to me. Take the back road where my mind goes, and I love you.
0: Wow, that was very soothing, I I love that. Yeah. Oh, Thanks so much. Yeah, and you know, I I love the hook on that song because it's like we <laughs> we we all need to be and have somebody, right? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Oh, okay, that made me really calm. <laughs> oh, and I know one of our listeners said uh, the, the song is very soothing. Yes, it is very soothing. I love that. Mm. Wow. So. So let me ask you this What You said you mentioned uh, a song that you made for your kids
2: mm-hmm.
0: because you made it for your kids. Was it a little more upbeat or what, what was it like? I am just curious out of curiosity.
1: Um, well, I've written several for them. Uh, the one I was describing, The uh, Bamboo Child, is not so much, um, but I've written others that are up beat um more like pop style i also write music for tv and film so i write this is the kind of music that like i play and perform but i also co-write a lot of like pop stuff and electronic electronica so yeah um it's like kind of the whole spectrum um i've written songs about you know my childhood that are you know kind of kind of up and fun and um my childhood was so wonderful that it always, it's very lively in my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's beautiful to, to be able to um, be so talented like that, you know, and, but it took that, that one time for you to actually start and then continue with the habit like you were telling us about. I just thought that was beautiful. I took so many notes. I put them in the in the, in the chat box so I can remember. I'll throw them out there for you guys so you can look at them too, But I've learned so much today, and I want to thank you so much for you know what you shared and what you're putting out in the world. I'm very excited about you being able to have your recording going on in December of this year in Nashville, Tennessee. I think that's exciting for you. Uh, so, one more question, especially for our parents: What's it like now that the kids are a little bit older, and you're you know still doing your your career, and it seems to be even picking up even more now? So, how do you balance that out? Um, I am very lucky that my children are older
1: now. I don't have anyone in diapers anymore. (laughs) So that makes it a lot easier because I can, well, before the the pandemic, I was traveling and sort of tag teaming, you know, with my husband. Um, But they, um, I used to feel a lot of guilt about being away from them. I used to feel like it was my job to, you know, like I was saying, protect them and make sure everything was just fine. I felt like if I left or if I focused on my music, that that was selfish. And um, I just wanted to say, you know, to all the parents who maybe feel that conflict that I actually feel that my children are uh, more empowered because they see me doing what I, what fills me. Yeah. And the lesson I had to learn over the years was that when you take time for your own you know, cup and fill that, then you're giving your children permission to do the same
0: thing. Can you say that again?
1: Yeah. So when you take time to fill your cup, then you give your, you're giving your children permission to do the same thing. And that's a lesson that I didn't learn until I was older in life, that it's important to make time for yourself and it's not selfish. And so I want to demonstrate that to my children. I tell them all the time, you know, it takes boundaries. They want to be with me all the time, but I have to say, no, you know, mommy's doing X, Y, and Z and you're going to love it because then you'll see, you know, you'll be able to come to this show. You'll be able to do these things. And I think they, in the long run, they see instead of a a mom who is like, who's feeling resentful or um, feels bottled up inside. I hope that they see a mom who is, you know taking risks and trying to be brave and courageous and going out there i mean that's like the the lesson that i want them to learn is that they can also take risks and that they can also fail and get back up and they can also go for things that are difficult
0: and that yes. it's worth
1: it. and so i try to model that for them
0: yeah that's beautiful and i love that because a lot of parents do feel that way they feel guilty if they you know they're trying to excel in their career or if they're away from home too much but, you know, and I know there has to be a balance there somewhere. But the thing is, you also teach your kids, you know, by example. And I just put well, what you tell them. And really, that's what they pay more attention to is what they see you doing or what they see someone else doing. Same thing with potty training. If you send them to daycare and they see, you know, other kids going to the potty and like, I want to get on the big boy pot or the big girl pot, you know, or over your, their cousin's house or whoever. Same thing. So it's, it's great that you said that. I love that so much about it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It's taken a long time. I'm not a perfect parent by any means, but, um, it's, I think it's, it takes practice. Like you were saying, you have to practice whatever it is you want to get better at you have to practice it. And that's the same thing. You know, you were talking about how to create more happiness. Like that's, that's it. It's like, it's not just going to land in your lap. You have to create it just like you have to create a song or create a poem or create the kind of life you want. It's, You can't just like meditate on it and it will show up you have to actually practice it and try to bring that into your life
0: right practice makes perfect well listen we are out of time you guys I know we started a little late I apologize but I still want to try to stick to my time thing you know I'm trying to do better try it and it'll work I'm sure it's going to keep working if I work it and I want to thank you again for joining us, Ms. Sophie. And tell us, this: do you have any kind of specials or anything uh, for our listeners out there today with your CDs or anything on uh, iTunes? or?
1: Yeah. So I'm actually in, I'm glad you asked that, I'm in the um, fundraising phase of my record. So um, right now, listeners and fans can go pre-order the record um, for less than it will be for sale later. Um, so if they want like an actual copy, I'll mail it to them and it comes with a personal signature and all those things. You can find, read all about it on my website, um, but there are different like purchase options. And then you can also just, you know, um, for really cheap, you can just pre-order it and um, it makes a great you know gift for
0: friends and
1: family members and things like that. So yeah. That's- and that's
0: perfect for Christmas coming up soon, you guys. Yes. So you can catch her on Angela Sof. That's S O F F E E. I might not pronounce it right, but I got it spelled right in the. You guys oh. can see it going across the screen. So there's only one E. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. I thought I had it right. <laughs> that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. I will correct it real quick. So you guys know how to find her. And you know, she has some new stuff coming up. So if you're watching this on YouTube and you like what you heard, make sure to give a thumbs up, hit that button and subscribe. I'm trying to get my subscribers up. So I'm thankful that I got a little over 100 right now. That was my first goal. My next goal is the next 100. So thank you for joining us. I hope to catch you guys back here next Saturday at 1030 to start your weekend off to a great start. God bless you. Thank you so much. Love you all. Thank you for joining us.